aspiring leaders, current leaders, and anyone who wishes to increase their leadership skills and improve their career. My name is Gary Davison, and I am the Poobah of the Lodge of Leaders podcast. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into the skills and elements of skill set development to help you reach greater heights and to help you grow those leaders around you. What can you expect from the Lodge of Leaders podcast? It's simple. My name is Gary Davison, and I am a leader with 25 years of leadership experience. In that time, I've grown in excess of 20 leaders to executive level positions in the field of education. I've been a teacher, assistant principal, principal, university faculty member, a board member on many charities, in addition to the roles I've held outside of the field of education. These all give me a very unique perspective that I can bring to helping to grow you and the leaders around you. After you embrace the thoughts, beliefs, and actions of the systems that I've put into place, it's my belief that you will see your own leadership skills improve and thus your career will prosper. You can expect to grow and you can expect to grow those around you if you put the work into your skill set and you're honest with your feedback. Remember, friction makes for growth and we will grow. Welcome Lodge members to episode number 55 of the Principal Mentor Series here on the Lodge of Leaders. Today guys, we've got a great topic to talk about that I know a lot of young principals and aspiring leaders, they they run into this often and this is a big debate that they have with themselves. Today we're going to learn about leading through fairness You know, leaders are often stuck between a rock and a hard place when it comes to what people expect of them. Do they expect them to be equal to everyone or do they expect them to be fair? And of course, guys, this is this is all based on perspective. And I know that, you know, it's it's what someone gets or doesn't get that that frames that perspective. But I am just going to lay it all out there and tell you that in my 22 year career as a principal, Um, I've lived by several mantras, but one of them is fair is not equal and equal is not fair. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today and, and how we accomplish that and what that means. But I've got this quote, um, years ago, I, I said in a speech that treating others with fairness and dignity is the rain that helps them to grow and be fruitful. And we're going to talk about that, what fairness means and and what I mean by when I say dignity to someone and giving them fairness. Our success indicators today, um, I've only got four of them because I think this is a very straightforward concept. But today, uh, success indicator number one is to constantly model this fair isn't equal and equal isn't fair mantra by prioritizing these with the greatest Uh, investments and trends that you have in your organization. And what I mean by that is this, is that, um, and I'll use two different departments. We have the science department and the English department. And, you know, if I were to side on being equal, I would allot their budget equally. The meaning that if I gave, you know, uh, $10,000 to English, then I would then give $10,000 to science. However, 
I, I don't do that. I do that based upon what is fair. And so I ask each of the departments in this example, I'll ask each of the departments, okay, what is it you need for budgetary purposes for next year? Um, you know, please explain it. And then I'll have a conversation between the two of the department chairs and we'll come to a consensus together. And, and we always come up with that the fair thing to do is to realize that science has more consumables. They do a lot of projects and, and um, science experiments. They're constantly doing science experiments. We're a school that we don't teach science, we do science. So it's a very costly endeavor. And in instead of just giving them a minimal amount, which is what English would need because they have we have already stocked them up with all the novels that they need. So we give them a, a certain amount to cover not only office supplies and things like that and subscriptions that they have within their department, but we also re-up some new novels and, and we do that. But it is not nearly at the same cost as would be science experiments and consumables and, and all of those things. So that's what I mean by being fair isn't equal and equal isn't fair. Number two, we're going to, we're going to say that you need to plan for fairness. And what that means is as a principal walking into a building, you can't all of a sudden just throw down the gauntlet of saying, even though things have been equal in the past, we're going to do it different as opposed to this day. You need to help people grow into that concept. And so if, if that's how you're going to lead, that things need to be fair and not equal, you need to have the conversation when it comes to things. Start with small ideas. Start with different areas. But the, the two most um, critical areas, if you can do it in these two areas, that means you have achieved complete fairness, not equality, is going to be in the area of budget and in the area of time. If you look at, there are times where... Um, you know, science may need more time. Career tech and fine arts may need more time because they're working with certain projects and they've got certain things going on. So time may be allocated differently there than it will be in other places. But if you can plan for fairness eventually to get to the point of doing it in money and time, you will have succeeded. And again, number three is make it, work towards making your budget and your time schedule budget follow the fairness doctrine. That's what you really want to do is try and be try and grow your organization into that opportunity. And number four, um, I, I want you to keep a question in mind. Um, oftentimes, when I'm working with young principals, first thing they say is, "Well, how do I know?" whether I'm trying to be equal or, or what is fair for someone or what is fair for a department or, or whatnot. The question I always ask myself is, what does someone need to be successful? That question of what, it, what does this person, this person in front of me or this department I'm, I'm working with, what do they specifically need to be successful? Now, I can, I'm thinking about two different kids at school right now, and one of them needs a support class. One of them needs more time and intervention and, and working towards. So their schedule may look a little bit different than the other person who doesn't need as many resources to be successful. But it doesn't mean I'm going to shortchange the student who needs the support just because someone else doesn't. I'm going to give it to them. 
But then when the other student, when they run into something and they've been successful in the past, I'm not going to withhold my support of them. I'm going to apply whatever support it is that they need to be successful. And it really doesn't matter to me, you know, what a student's background is, where they come from, all of those things. If they walk through my door, they are all Longhorns. And I love all of our Longhorns the same, no matter what their needs are, no matter what talents and strengths and skills they bring in. Everyone has deficits. So we're going to support every Longhorn at that fairness doctrine that says, what does this person in front of me need to be successful? Guys, I've got a couple of um, examples of this. One, when it comes to um, uh, budget, uh, I mentioned the science and the English department um, uh, example. We've done that often with poker chips, where I'll start with all of our department chairs. We'll have 11 different departments set up, and then I, I divide 100 poker chips, representing 100% of the budget, divide that out among everyone equally. And, of course, I need to keep one stack for school supplies and, and other items like that. But once we divide that out equally, we then go around the table and we talk about what it is this year that each person, each department's going to need at that point. And then I ask everyone to to act within the fairness doctrine. And they honestly, it's they do such a great job. It's on them. They get up and they walk over and say, well, you know what? This year I don't need 11%. I can, or I don't need 10%. I can sit down and, and I can make do with, you know, 5%. So I think this department might need this extra five more than we do. Um, and we have those conversations internally. And when that happens, that means you're at a very healthy environment for fairness to be able to, to thrive. Also in the development of our star program called Lunch and Learn, um, where we have each student has uh, nearly an hour lunch in the middle of the day. That caused us to go to an eight-period day, um, meaning that we had eight skinny classes. Well, um, when we were developing this program, uh, we went. We thought we had a winner of a schedule, rolled it out to the leadership team, and they looked at it and said, okay, this is great and everything, but there are certain departments that need to have those block days. Those block days must be in there for them. You know, English doesn't necessarily need that because they can do math. They don't necessarily need that. But science does. Fine arts, career tech, those courses need a block day at least once a week. So we went back and revamped this entire program to meet the need of, of time for certain departments that some departments benefited, some did not to that same degree. But again, it's all about fair is not equal and equal is not fair. Guys, I challenge you to get with your teams at school and talk about that notion of fair is not equal and equal is not fair. Just have the discussion with them and see what they think about it. I think you will be very, very surprised in your consensus. This podcast, The Lodge of Leaders, is sponsored exclusively by Greater Development, LLC. At Greater Development, they will develop, grow, and skillfully hone your leadership skill set. Let's face it, even Hall of Fame athletes, the greatest in their respective fields, have private coaches. Aren't your skills as important? Don't you want to be more effective and a fulfilled leader? 
they can help you. You can contact them at www.greaterdevelopmentllc.com. Let them help you reach your excellence. Lodge members, thanks for listening today to the Lodge of Leaders podcast. Before we go, I have a request. If you like today's episode, please add a review of the Lodge of Leaders podcast on either Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you've been listening. You can join the Lodge by going to drgarydavison.com and leaving me a comment or simply going to questions at lodgeofleaderspodcast.com. All of the questions and comments will be part of upcoming episodes. Until we meet again, please remember that experience is not the best teacher. Feedback is...